Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. everybody it's time for not just blowing smoke coming at you live from twin smoke shop studio headquarters in hooks at new hampshire where it didn't rain hard enough for pat to- <laughs> please be sure please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're watching facebook or youtube or if you are listening to this after the fact on podbean iHeartRadio, pandora spotify itunes google or wherever else you might find the podcast Please make sure you follow us there so you are sure not to ever miss a thing. I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul Pablo Maduro, Pat Wente, Dave and Confused, our producer, and we have two wonderful guests with mm. us tonight on this Valentine's Day. We have Tequila Talia with us, and also Debris. 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 From the 724 Lounge and Bar. And we're very glad to have both of you with us tonight. Thank you for being here on Valentine's Day. Yes, of all days. Thank you, ladies. Yes. I'm surprised. You didn't have plans? Or did you nope. have plans this past weekend? <laughs> or, and tonight or, just freed up. I'm a non-conformist. So What's that? I'm a non-conformist, uh, so I made my plans not on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> very, very nice. Very uh, nice. It is Valentine's Day, and uh, so we thought what we would do for this show is do red wine pairings. Mm. Wine. And so we are going to be pairing a special red wine, and we are starting out with the cigar, a LFD Colorado Oscuro Number no. 5. It has an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper and a Dominican Sumatra binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. It's a Gordo. It's a big cigar. It's five and three quarters with a ring gauge of 60. Pat is nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're, we're helping him to stay calm. As he smokes the cigar. And what are we pairing with Italian? What have you brought for us? To- so I brought Campo Viejo wine. It's a red wine from the Rioja region of Spain. So that's northern Spain. Uh, I was like, <laughs> That's not Spain, New Jersey, right? <laughs> nope, not Spain, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, um, so it's actually a blended red wine. And I'm not a big red wine fan, but I will drink this. It's really, really, really smooth. Mm. Um, so Tempranillo is the name of the grape that makes up the majority of the blend Mm -hmm. and it's the king of the spanish grapes is what they call it um so it's like medium body kind of medium in acidity and the tannin level so it doesn't have that really tanniny bite on the back of your tongue that like a lot of red wines give you Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely like i said if if i'm going to drink spanish or red wine in general it's going to be this now what is it about 
um, red wines that, that you don't, is it just wine in general you're not a fan of usually? I mean, I'm a whiskey tequila girl, you know me. But um, at you least this, yeah, exactly. So at least this has that um, oaky taste. So they mm -hmm. do age it uh, for a couple of years in American and French oak barrels. Yep. And then it's wow. another three years in the bottle. So at least it has that kind of oaky, wooden, like smoky flavor to it mm -hmm. that I like in my whiskeys and aged tequilas. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I like this more than most other red wines. Now, Paul, you're you're more of a red wine drinker. I don't, yes. I know you're still really a bourbon guy, but I know yes. you enjoy your wine as well. Especially this past weekend. Yeah. So yes. This is my know, fifth bottle of wine. This is your fifth <laughs> bottle? I'm this just is kidding. my fifth <laughs> bottle of wine. It's too <laughs> easy to drink wine. Go to a case it is. About every it's so day. easy to drink mm -hmm. a bottle of wine in one sitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, it totally oh, is, yeah. Maybe two. Definitely too small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in my house. <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your take on the uh, red wine? I here? think it's very flavorful. I mean, I, I can't recall if I've ever had a Spanish wine before. I may have, but I, I, it doesn't, doesn't ring you know, home with me. But uh, I was reading up on what Talia had sent us as far as the tasting notes and what the grapes were, and I didn't recognize any of the varietals that made up this wine at all. So I said, well, you know what? Let's do it on the show, and boy, it, it is a very flavorful it's red wine. It's very, very nice. Yep, very um, smooth, nice deep fruit. And it, like you said, it doesn't have that kind of deep tannin right. bite mm -hmm. at the end of it. I don't know if that's the proper – it's not. It's not the no, proper that's, word. But well, it's close enough. We cigar people, you know what we mean when we say it's got that <laughs> little bite. Uh, <laughs> that's what, you know, Prison Nick prison said Nick. all the time. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Cigar's got some bite. Got some bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's this cigar is very naturally sweet. The, those Sumatra wrappers have a lot of natural sweetness to them, and it I almost get you know on its own, I almost wanted to say some like citrusy kind of fruity notes. Do, could you pick that up, Paul? Am I like? Blowing smoke? No, I, I think the wine is pairing very nicely with the cigar, uh, but it's it's probably maybe a little bit more of a uh, contrasting pairing mm. because it is bringing out a lot more of the natural sweetness of the tobacco in the in the cigar versus what you would get on its own. Yeah, on, uh, on its own, it was like I was saying, citrusy kind of fruit notes, almost a cinnamon spice. I will not say the B word. Um, <laughs> it's coming up later. Cedar. <laughs> cream yeah. you know and like a mild sweet white pepper spice in the retro and a long creamy finish with a little bit of zip to it the wine seems to be you know the citrus i can't pick that up anymore mm. but it, the sweetness yeah, of the big, cigar the creaminess mm. of the cigar yeah. is totally coming through and it's, it seems to be a lot more woody and cedary than it, than it is on its own it's funny. I actually read a review earlier about this cigar, and the person who wrote the review compared the beginning of the cigar, the first few draws of the cigar, with a Don Pepin Blue, and he mm -hmm. termed it the the Pepin Pepper Blast. Yeah. And so I said, well, let, I mean, I've had the cigar a few times, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. So when I 
lit the cigar up tonight and had those first few draws, I absolutely got what he was talking about. The yeah. first few draws, you get a nice blast of black pepper, and that retrohale is outstanding. It is mm -hmm. really, really intense uh, pepper, uh, but it does calm down. The, yeah. the wine with it absolutely brings out that sweetness, the creaminess, and the pepper goes away. Yep. Yep. It really, really is a... Uh, it really is a beautiful pairing. I think it's going to go very, very well tonight. Bree, what kind of memories does this cigar bring forward? <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> that sounds like Valentine's Day to me. <laughs> I mean, my Valentine? I well, definitely... it's complicated. <laughs> I don't know if I can commit to that. I, yeah, I don't know. I definitely misjudged a book by the cover with this pairing. Um, I mean... I know, like, wine with cigars is always kind of a controversial topic as is, mm -hmm. and I feel like normally any time I've had wine with cigars, because I really like Cabernet, mm -hmm. it's always, like, that vinegar has always drowned out the cigar. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like, looking at the cigar, I expected it to, to be, like, your grandfather's cigar, you know, mm -hmm. it just it it's just brutal and kicks you in the face, and it's, like, dusty, but... This cigar is actually really good. I'm enjoying the pairing, and I feel like I agree with Paul. It's contrasting, but it works well. Um, mm -hmm. Like, the wine alone, it didn't have that typical, like, vinegary bite. Um, and <laughs> off the bat, I didn't really get much from the wine, possibly due to having chocolate right before this. But um, the cigar <laughs> no, actually... That's one of the pairings. We really yeah. complimented your palate tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. The cigar kind of acted as a palate cleanser in a way. And now that, um, like, I got that blast of pepper that we got right off the first puff, and I'm, like, washing it down with the wine, I'm getting a lot more... Um, of that citrus note i'm getting a lot of the fruit um if i like do an aroma test on the wine um i do get like a slight smoke mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know I'm, I'm enjoying it so far pat yeah so i mean i was interested going into it because typically when i have red wine it's with dinner mm -hmm. so you know with a cigar i haven't done it yet so i was kind of thinking i mean a lot of the red wines i've had to what talia's point was earlier had kind of that like more bitter type aftertaste to it so i thought that was just going to destroy the cigar but this specific wine definitely is nice and smooth it doesn't really leave you that really bitter aftertaste but it does kind of dry off your palate and the cigar it's kind of like they're contrasting but they do complement each other like the textures are um contrasting each other like the wine kind of dries off your palate but then the cigar because lfd historically for me has like that really like thick creamy texture to it so it's kind of re-salivating my mouth when I mm -hmm. draw from the cigar. Yep. And then the flavors kind of play really well with each other. Like I'm getting that nice kind of woody note to it. And, you know, like obviously like those like kind of fruity type notes to it because it's a wine. And then the cigars bring out obviously that creamy texture and like a subtle sweetness. Very slight white pepper on the retro hill. Mm -hmm. And I do get like a nice kind of faint woody note out of the Colorado Oscuro as well. So I think it's complimentary but also contrasting at the same time mm. so so complicated, complicated. Like, like valentine's day mm. mm. yeah and dave do you have anything you want to add uh it works it works <laughs> yeah i could say everything everybody else also said. like I valentine's day. you concur uh, i concur you know it works uh, it's a, definitely i agree with paul it's a contrasting pairing um like you know with pat like the uh um my mouth salivates with the cigar and it gets dried out with the wine. 
and you know they work well together you all yeah and i'm looking around everyone's cigar is burning nice too yeah the mm -hmm. construction on this is really really nice a nice uh light oily sheen wrapper just beautiful and uh I think it's going to go, we're going to, we're going to do a couple of inches tonight with this sash. I, I, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I will say, the um, Colorado Scuro. It is Valentine's Day, Dave. So. <laughs> like, this wow. is probably my favorite LFD. I, I like the, yeah, um, you know, you know mine mom's too. watching, right? Is it, um, what is the really smaller, like small size? Is that the number one? The number, the number uh two four and five those oh, three four and five well the we smallest have. size they make is like the by far my favorite lfd like nothing beats it nothing's phenomenal i mean th this size obviously that we carry we, we i don't i think we, we used ca to we carry ca we carry the three four and five yeah so it might be the one or the two then because we, we used to have it a while ago but we haven't had it in for a little bit but it, it's it's oh, kind of like a i want to say it's a rothschild that's a number two yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, that that's my favorite one, yeah. hands down. Well, yeah. you know, we we do a lot of toros, we do a lot of robustos on the show. We wanted to do something I think a size that we don't normally do, and you know, one of the things that you know, in my experience, I notice about bigger ring gauge cigars like this is that the, the flavors are very muted, almost to the point of, you know, why why smoke it? In this particular case, there, there's a lot of flavor to this. There is, and. You know, I'm enjoying the, you know, you know, a, a lot of with a lot of cigars. Um, you know, if if you have a bigger bigger ring gauge, all that filler tobacco just kind of washes everything out. And in this case, I I don't think that's happening. And maybe it's because the of the, um, you know, both the wrapper and the binder are Sumatra from two different countries and that, that extra sweetness and stuff just helps with the, the rest of it. But this is a really, really nice tasting cigar. Right. Mm -hmm. And There's a lot of flavor to this. And normally Lito Gomez, who uh, owns LFD, is known for making strong cigars mm -hmm. with Lajero uh, or double Lajero. Um, but this cigar here kind of takes a step back in the intensity world and, and uh, right. brings out a lot more flavor. So this, I, I agree with Pat, this is my favorite LFD. So, <clears throat> who 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 watched the Super Bowl last night? I Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Everybody I only watched halftime. You you only watched the halftime show? Yeah, and the commercials. And the commercials. <laughs> that was coming. So you got up and made the sandwich <laughs> during the Super Bowl, and then you sat down and ate the sandwich during the commercials. Yeah. Um, I actually make sure I eat before the Super Bowl. So mm. Were you were you all excited about the game? Nah. Uh, not really. I mean. I want. All right. I'm gonna. I, I wanted to see Elliot win specifically for Stafford because mm -hmm. he's paid his dues in my eyes. He was just wasn't with a good team for most of his career. That's um, funny because that's the opposite of how I felt. You yep. wanted to see him lose. I wanted him to retire a bum like he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know something that we don't know, Talia. Amen. I don't like him. I don't oh. like Stafford. Right. Well. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, I, I just. I mean, I. I. I didn't have stake in either team, and right. uh, you know, I. I realistically i just felt that la was was stock for winning the super bowl they had a, you know a really good offense really good defense um stafford and and donald and cup and all that so i think uh i was just kind of rooting for them just for the sake of the fact that t except for talia's comments t stafford, <laughs> stafford paid his dues but maybe she'll tell us afterwards why she doesn't like him. <laughs> bum <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's the bum. He's the bum. It's complicated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh my goodness, Bree. What was what was your favorite commercial during the Super Bowl? Did you have a favorite? See, I feel like I were you like watching. I know for the I Doctor said Strange I was watching promo? for the commercials in the halftime show, but I really feel like I only caught a couple of commercials. Um, man, let me think. But yeah, let me think on that one. They're like over the top. It's almost they try too hard now. Yeah, there were only a couple that really stood out to me. Um, Dave, you like watching that crap, did you? Did you? <laughs> did you? Did uh, my you have favorite, a favorite yes, yes, I did. My yes. favorite was the Doctor Evil one. Doctor Evil. Yeah. yeah. The, what was Doctor Evil was doing? Funny. I don't. I don't even remember what it was. It was so really about. It was a car it was commercial. It was a. Well, I don't know. I don't. It was. I don't know. I have no but, idea what they were advertising, but it was like it the was, cast, like yeah, Rob Lowe whole, and yeah, it was the whole original cast son, and everything. Yeah, and Frau Fabisno was there and she's screaming and everything, and everybody's like, you know, it was just it was classic, like you know Austin Power, and it was like I really need a new Austin Power. <laughs> this is just great. Are they making yeah. a new Austin Power? I doubt movie? it. But I hope that was probably I it. Hope <laughs> yeah, the it was funniest when I saw it after having you know three. You know, leaders of Killian Red. Mm. Austin Powers was fantastic. After that, when I watched it after that, it was it was still funny, but not near as funny mm. as when you have you know, three liters of beer in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you could say that about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Did any of the commercials like live up to the old time classics of like the Budweiser frogs? Or no, anything? Mm. no, no. No. no, a lot of them were you were just like why. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. they just did. They just did something yeah. to be different, and it was so different. It just wasn't even a good advertisement for their product. No, it's in didn't, my opinion. But, you didn't even know what they were. You're like, what was that a commercial for? Right. See, that's why I can't remember. I'm like, I know I laughed at a couple, but I can't remember what yeah. they were. Yeah, it, it's so funny because when you're paying millions and millions of dollars for 30 seconds, you're thinking this is going to be the best of the best because you're you're having to pay for that. And if it's it, none of you can really remember anything. No, nope. nope. I, I, they they used to never release the commercials until the Super Bowl, right? And then in recent years they started releasing. I, I I don't know. Did anyone pay attention? Did they release any of these commercials prior to the Super Bowl? I, I'd seen a couple of them before. You have. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think the. Uh, they were like snippets or something like that, and then you saw the full version okay. of the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, um, I, I I don't think any of these commercials live up to what we had seen like 10, 20 years ago. The NFL one was kind of funny with all the action figure players. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the one. That's, that's the one, one I'm Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning's yeah. head was like a box. <laughs> <laughs> they all had, they were all like the kids was playing video games and then like the football came out of the TV yeah. and then all the characters came out of the TV uh -huh. and it was just like everybody from all the different teams like trashing this house playing football. Oh, yeah. And the grandma yeah. comes in. And, she's just like, football don't worry about it well, i laughed when <laughs> okay. um the girl was like paint man's gonna run the ball and he was like why <laughs> <laughs> and then he did and then like, uh so we had this kind of it was a good game right it was a good yeah. game you know but you know for us here in new england it was just like uh, 
We've we've done the Super Bowl like where's Brady twenty times <laughs> right yeah, yeah right I just we were glad for the break to be honest <laughs> you know we can watch the game and be like oh, oh that was that was nice oh so Look this at that is sack. what everybody that else nice. felt like for twenty years <laughs> Look at that catch. Was, yeah. yeah this is you know we're living on the other side seeing yeah. what the rest of you are like yeah you know but uh, you know n- now we're in Valentine's Day and it was you know as as I was looking to put together the show <clears throat> I, we want it we, you know our goal is to have you know guests on as often as we can and i contacted about a half a dozen people and all of them told me the same thing i've got valentine's day plans i can't be on the show you were one of those people you changed your mind i think i changed my mind in like 30 seconds i don't think it was that long like within a couple of texts, you still changed your mind. I was like, like screw <laughs> it, all you know, the gum on. It was, it was. I couldn't believe it, and I'm like, it's Monday. Mm. Who's going out on a Monday? You just did you see the their... parking lot for Villaggio down the street? Mm. No, oh my I didn't. God, yeah, it's, mob. It's, it's it's nuts, and and you know, I'm I, I love my wife. We go out, <laughs> we do things, <laughs> but it's like uh, it's Monday night. It's you can't. It's just. Let's go out some other night. Why? Why would you go out on Valentine's Day when it's like completely mobbed? The price is doubled mm-hmm. for everything that you're getting. Go before. Go after. Why? Mm-hmm. Why buy into the hype on Valentine? And I'm like, mm-hmm. is Valentine's Day still a thing? To me, it was like when I was in high school, when I was in college, Valentine's Day was a big thing, right? When you're in grade school and you have to get all those cards, <laughs> and if you oh, didn't yeah. get a card from your class member, you were like the dink of the school or whatever you know but it, is it really that for adults is valentine's day still a big thing do you think yeah i think it is i mean what in the name of all nation for i think it's 50 50 <laughs> you think yeah. it's 50 50 yeah like some some people are like oh my goodness if if so and so doesn't do something for me for valentine's day i'm gonna divorce them <laughs> <laughs> well that's really you know, kind of true about about half of America's couples still celebrate Valentine's Day, and I was I was looking, you know, at some stats for the holiday here, and I was mm-hmm. I was surprised to find that the sixty four percent of people celebrate Valentine's Day. They're doing something today. Adults, we're talking about today or this weekend. True. Fifty-two percent of adults. The number of adults who uh, last year planned to celebrate Valentine's Day, though the holiday was different uh, last year because of COVID. Um, so ab- about literally about half the people, and um, the average person spends. $164 on their significant other for Valentine's Day. Guys, it's just over 200 bucks on average. Women, it's just over 100 bucks. Interesting. Why I wouldn't have that? expected that. Why? Because we that feel much. like we have to pay. That's <laughs> why. We feel like we have to pay. I mean, dinner is expensive. I'm surprised it's not more. Oh, well, are they... 
talking no. gifts no, or no, dinner? It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dinner is expensive. It dinner, is. it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. sounds like spending on each other. Gifts. That sounds like gifts. This yeah. is talking yeah. gifts. And you know oh, what else okay. that I found that was really, I, I had not, you know, counted on was that a lot of people get Valentine's Day gifts for their pets. No. <laughs> It's a billion-dollar industry. I'm not going to say I've never done that Billions before. of dollars get spent <laughs> on people buying Valentine's Day gifts for their dog or cat. But are they, are they, are they talking singles? Single people? Single people. No. They're talking. <laughs> I mean, it's talking The general population. The yeah. general population. Buying mm -hmm. their, now, if you're single and you're buying your dog a Valentine's Day thing, you need to see somebody. Well, like, I even remember, there's, there's like... There's an app for that. I don't know. There's got to be. <laughs> like, growing up, at least in my household, like, Valentine's Day, you do your little thing at school. Mm -hmm. I'd come home, and, you know, my parents would do their thing, but my, my stepdad would always get us, like, little, like, candies and gifts, and he'd get yep. something for my mom. Yep. So, that we always celebrated it growing up. Mm. Yep. And, and but... kids, kids get big things on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about, you know, when, when my kids were in grade school, you know, they'd all come home with the, the chocolate flowers or you get the carnations mm -hmm. from people in your class. And again, everyone's like, well, I got six. And I got ten. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's all a big status thing. Who got how many chocolate flowers or carnations or whatever? Mm -hmm. You remember this? Uh -huh. You remember this from uh -huh. school? Yeah. Scarred my kids for life. They didn't get, you know, when we were in <laughs> elementary school, we had to do cards for everyone in the class. Wow. But once it got to high school, yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, you had mm -hmm. to you just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got each other gifts this year, but, like, it was actually kind of funny because he got me this really, really, really nice gift, and I got right. him a funny one. So. Yeah. <laughs> the guys always go out more. You're just yeah. like, oh, here's this stuffed animal and a box of chocolates, and they're just like, here's this really nice piece of jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got him I got him a grill apron that said, if you're reading this, bring me a beer. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool gift. Yeah. <laughs> That is a pretty good. I, I could I could live with that. Now, do you do you like getting things that like jewelry or clothing or stuff for Valentine's Day, or do you like getting the flowers, the food, the bottle of wine, bottle of scotch, something that's you're gonna enjoy, but then it's gone. Um, I usually like the stuff that it's chocolate or booze. That's usually my thing. <laughs> Cards, no, like we. Right from the beginning, we don't do cards. Yeah. Like, that's just like, oh, you, here, you thank you, throw cards? it away. <laughs> I mean, you read it and you throw it away. You like, read it come and on. Away. Unless there's money in it, what's the point? <laughs> and, and, and then you throw it away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's typically been our thing. Like, we don't, we've never done gifts before. We've just, like, gone out to dinner. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but since we didn't go out this year, we, like, I got him that small gift and he got me a gift. So what, what that was kind of you? why. Hmm? What did he get you? Um, Is it G-rated? Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, he got me. It was actually really cute, and he gave it to me a few days ago because we were fighting, and he's like, all right, I'm going to end this right now. So he goes and he gets a gift, and it's it was a rose that had been preserved in something, and then it's like inlaid with 24 karat gold. I was like, holy like yeah. damn dude like wow i opened it and immediately was like i need a glass case over this so it can be like beauty and the beast you know mm -hmm. i mean 
Um, so yeah, that was the first time he's actually like gotten me something like that for Valentine's Day, and it was it was pretty funny, pretty that's cool. Very, that's very cool. <laughs> so, did any of you people do things for Valentine's Day, whether it was today or before or after? Yeah. What What did you do, Bree? Well, so last so last year. Yeah. We like we're experienced people. So we planned this <laughs> we planned this. Have trip. you ever been experienced? It's all about the experience. We planned We're a very experienced oh, Valentine's yeah. Day people. So we went Have up to we went up north, we went snowboarding, we like stuffed our faces, it was a good time. Like small <laughs> gifts. This year, um, he's on he's away on a snowboarding trip. So we celebrated our little thing beforehand. So we just like went out to dinner, we exchanged a couple gifts and mm -hmm. then we're we're planning on, you know, doing like another like little excursion when he's back. So it's more about like, you know what, we're gonna celebrate and do something together. It doesn't matter if it's on Valentine's Day or not. Mm -hmm. But it was just like dinner and trips. Yeah. yeah. Dinner and trips. Dinner and trips. Yeah. Dinner and trips. Dinner and trips. Pat, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't you don't you have a significant other? You can consider it that. <laughs> what? It's complicated. It's complicated. Early days, Dan. The early days. But this is when early. you want to start to, you know, impress. I'm a disappointment ball. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, did you do anything for Valentine's Day? No. <laughs> Why is that, Dave? Uh, because I'm celebrating Singles Awareness Day. Oh, so yeah. you're you're celebrating Quirky Alone Day? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll talk about that more in the second half of the show. It's actually a thing. Um, Paul, did you do anything for Valentine's Day? Yes, um, I took Nicole out Friday night for dinner and drinks. And Saturday night for dinner Ooh. and drinks. I doubled up this year. Doubled wow. I doubled up. Does because Paul want, because Paul Paul want something? Be, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is A not phone? wanting. <laughs> Paul, Paul is, is not very wanting. happy. Paul's very happy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just said this is a perfect opportunity. We both had you know free time this weekend uh, to do this, and it just... One was more of the spur of the moment, and mm -hmm. one was planned. So, but it, would, it turned out to be a, a great two nights. And uh, yeah, but usually we would do like we wouldn't normally go out for val uh, for Valentine's Day, but because it fell on a weekend, and you know I had both Friday night, Saturday night free, we just said let's do it. And uh, but normally it would be like maybe flowers, and in, in the past maybe some type of you know chocolate cake or something like that, but. We're done with the cakes after this year. <laughs> the sweets. We just overloaded before the holidays just, and all that. So just, it's yeah. all drinking. Yeah, we both said it's that's all just, about the drinking. It's the, the, the eating and drinking. That's, eating and yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, eating which is drinking. which mm -hmm. is just fine with me. So you had your little fight, and that got you your event <laughs> early. Early. Was that fight planned? No. Was that, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> You sneaky little you... thing. <laughs> well, our anniversary is also this weekend, so we're going away Ooh. to Maine. So we also were like, okay, you got his birthday one weekend, then my dad's birthday, then Valentine's Day, then our anniversary. We were just like, holy 
oh my god like february is blowing up with all this stuff mm -hmm. my nephew was just born a few days ago wow. yeah oh. so there was a lot there's a lot going on so cray cray yeah. so does valentine's day kind of get lost in the shuffle with yeah. birthdays and anniversaries oh, sure. and stuff like that yeah and we were talking about this a little bit earlier you know my um my anniversary is december 29th which for those of you who live in Rialinda is just four days after Christmas <laughs> and my wife's birthday is January 3rd so I've got these three major things and it has always been a thing that they could not be combined I could not use them as an one as an out for the other there has to be Separation. separate gifts mm -hmm. for each thing <clears throat> And um, it, it, it's become a fun thing, you know, which which is going to be what, what's going to. And so a lot of times I'll get them so that they're they're all connected somehow. But you're basically spreading out these three connected gifts over the course of a week, week and a half. And that's been fun. Nice. But um, <clears throat> Valentine's Day ha has never really been a big thing for, for us. And I think I think really it's because, you know, it. it if you need a national holiday to get you to tell your mm -hmm. significant other that you love them and do something special for them, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's over. <laughs> so, you know, why bother? Them? So we, every just, day is we, Valentine's we, Day. You know, we try. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Dave. Dave. Every day mm -hmm. should be Valentine's Day. Yes. You shouldn't have to wait until February 14th before you do something nice for your wife or your husband. Mm -hmm. It should be something that happens all the time. So now that said, there's, it's one thing to, to, you know, I live in the estrogen palace, so I can't completely <laughs> ignore Valentine's Day. Uh, so last night I did, you know, since I was going to be here doing the podcast, I made a nice dinner at home and we had a Cornish game hens and roasted them with some, you know, nice mini potatoes and made a nice vegetable melody and stuff like that. And that was really cool. That was very nice. And uh, I drank a lot. Nobody else did. <laughs> that was also very nice. <laughs> so that was my pre-Valentine's Day thing. And now I'm here. This is my Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. With not just blowing smoke. Oh, Isn't yeah. that nice? You feel very special, Dave. Yes. Yeah, barf. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, there's a couple of things coming up at... at uh, twins paul i think we should mention and one of them is the uh 724 603 brewery dinner that's going to be right here yes in this room so on the 24th a week from this thursday february 24th we're having our first i guess we can call it our first mm -hmm. annual well first, we won't even call it first annual but our uh 724 603 cigar dinner family style um, it's going to be uh, from 7 to 10. Tickets are $80. Um, it's a three-course meal. You have cigars and a beer pairing with each course. Um, tickets are limited to 32. They're selling fast. So, uh, folks, if you are interested, uh, please call us here or stop in and uh, buy a ticket. And uh, we will see you on Thursday the 24th. Yep. Paul and I will be here for that event. So yes, we will. Kurt, and so will Dan and Dan and PJ. PJ from 603. 603. It's going to be great. 
it's going to be great. And then um, a little, a few weeks later in March on the 12th, the next big thing is the uh, <coughs> Peterson Pipe uh, St. Patrick's Day Pipe Show. And we're doing a uh, Peaky Blinders theme for that. We're calling it the uh, Peaky Blinders. See what I did there. <laughs> and Talia is going to be at that event. We're going to be having a uh, Jameson whiskey tasting. And there's going to be pairings that uh, are going to be available with uh, Jameson branded um, whiskeys and black and brown Irish X. Because it's Irish. Mm -hmm. There you go. Although the tobaccos are made in England. I don't know how England. well that would go over. <laughs> but, you know, you get what you can get. All right. But it's going to be a really, really good time. And that's going to be from uh, 12 to 4. Kaz Walters from Peterson will be there with us. Uh, there will be about 100 different pipes there. It's going to be great. Mm. Um, getting into the uh, PD Blinders speakeasy, as we're calling it, is 25 bucks. That's going to get you the whiskey tasting and the pairings with um, um, we're doing a uh, Jameson stout cask mm -hmm. stout cask Irish coffee with brown Irish X <coughs> and Middleton whiskey with mm. black Irish X yep, now that's a high Middleton end. is very high end uh, stuff I, I'm very looking forward to trying it to kind of give you an idea just a, a shot of Middleton at the 724 Lounge is 27 bucks. Yeah. Um, you're going to get, you know, the whiskey tasting. You're going to get some other gifts along with that. There's going to be some food there. There's, and the pairing. And you're going to you're get a whole ounce of the rope along with everything. So you're getting about $40 worth of stuff, 25 bucks. And then if you decide to buy a pipe at the show, that 25 bucks will count toward the cost of the pipe. So it's a really good deal mm -hmm. all the way around. It's going to be a great time. And I'm so looking forward to having you there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm it's, excited. It's going to, it's going to be a good time. Um, Kaz is geeking out over the whole PD Blinders mm -hmm. theme being that he's Irish himself. I think he's, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. We might even have, we might even have uh, Pat coming early to make coffees for us, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Little shamrocks in them. Peaky Blinders himself. Yeah, he's already dressed for the occasion. Mm -hmm. Little Yeah, he preview. and I both have the yeah. flat caps on and everything. I know, I really might rock one of those hats. I think I'm going to do it. You should. I need a new one because my head's too big for the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> My, my head is too big for the one I have. I really need a new one. Sean, do you think Kurt would just buy me one on Amazon? Blink, blink, blink. I don't know, but Dan would. <laughs> Probably. Oh man. Well, you have to have Bree like you. If you don't have, if you're not on Bree's good side, it watch wins. out. Things are not going to go right. I mean, it's really hard to get on my bad side. Yeah, I know. Which is, uh, so I don't so ever want to. If you get are, there. watch out. Yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine. I can only imagine what it's like. Have you ever gotten mad, like really mad, up at the bar? Yeah. You always have a smile. 
on whenever I come well, out Well, I told someone the other day and lightheartedly laughed. They were like, you know, you're always smiling. You're always happy. And I was like, I am, but you don't know. I could be thinking about murder. <laughs> and I laughed, and they laughed nervously, and I laughed, yeah. and we were like, Okay. Nothing like threatening with a smile. That's what mm, I always say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I hear you're very cool under pressure. Yeah, at that, the bar. that is true. Yeah, I, can I got that. that from the big guy himself. Nope. No point in stressing. <laughs> nope. 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 Don't worry. Be happy. God bless no. you, Bree. <clears throat> well, on that note, I think we'll take our uh, break. And uh, when we come back, we'll switch over to the pipe. But before we do that, though, I, th I guess we should give our final verdict here on the cigar and the pairing with it. Uh, what do you guys think? Really good. Really good. Well. It works yeah. well. It works well. It works. It works. Is that it? Yep. yep. Tim, it the tool man teller. It, <laughs> it works. It works. Pat. Yeah, I like it a lot. I was shocked by it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Me too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 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 I didn't expect to still be smoking this no, and either, enjoying yeah. it and mm -hmm. being and okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's a, it's yeah. an enjoyable cigar. And, you know, th you can tell. I mean, we've been smoking this for 40 minutes. There's plenty left to Four. go on this thing. Um, but it's not getting, mm -hmm. like, boring or like you want to just put it down. It's no. still, it still tastes really nice. And the, the pairing is, I think, you know, um, I, I, I have to say, I miss the kind of citrusy notes the cigar has on its own. But the sweet woodiness that the pairing brings out is really, really pleasant, mm -hmm. and I've just been enjoying it. I'm getting a little mm -hmm. bit of a butterscotch flavor now. <gasps> so that sweet, creamy butterscotch flavor is really coming through um, halfway point, uh, and mm -hmm. I'm going to attribute that to the wine, too, helping yeah. to bring that out. I think it's uh, been a phenomenal pairing tonight. This is uh, usually, with, like I said, with red wine, it can be a, a, a crapshoot, you know, mm -hmm. but I think Talia really brought a really flavorful, smooth wine. Um, and uh, not a lot of bite, and uh, <laughs> it's really uh, complementing uh, the cigar in a uh, contrasting way. Yes, the Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. How did you How did you think that the pairing went with the wine? Yeah, I um, I get a lot of fruit when I drink the wine on its own, mm -hmm. but now it's almost like between drinking the wine and smoking the cigar, it's like darker like mocha e kind of like dark chocolate mm -hmm. and like just dark dark berry and a little spice mm -hmm. so i like it it's almost just like my kind of dessert so it's, it's almost you know zipping up the wine for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. very cool perfect valentine's day pairing even yeah. at the end you still like yes. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice it's complicated <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll be smoking blockade runner from cornell and deal we'll be right back all right everybody we are back and we are smoking blockade runner from cornell and deal let me read you what it says on the tin which is somewhere on the table. I think Pat has it. There it is, Blockade Runner. Not that you can see it from 12 feet away, but there it is. Uh, a true Navy Cavendish crumble cake made with hand-stoved red and bright Virginias, soaked in premium rum for seven days, and then lightly stoved again before being pressed into the crumble cake. Uh, on... The Tobacco Reviews site, it had another little clip that I thought was interesting from 
Cornell and Deal about this. It said the seven days that it is soaked in rum uh, is the time it took for our seagoing forefathers to sail back to New England from the islands with the tobacco in their casks soaked with rum. And the ship on the label is the Advance, the South's most successful blockade runner. A little bit of interesting stuff there. Which is happening to be on the TV, which is perfect timing. Very good. And uh, it's manufactured, of course, by Cornell and Deal, uh, Red and Bright Virginias. Uh, they're not disclosing what premium rum it is, but uh, knowing Cornell and Deal, it's not cheap stuff. Um, and then it is made into the crumble cake there. And we're continuing to pair it with the uh, uh, red wine. What's the name of it again? I can never Campo Viejo. Campo Viejo. Mm -hmm. Campo Viejo. Yeah, try and putting that on a menu, see how many people order Campo it. Viejo. <laughs> Campo Viejo. Mm -hmm. Campo Viejo. And um, what are you guys picking up as you start? Are we still just lighting the pipes, or have any of you been able to actually I can go. taste a little bit of this? Pat. So... It's actually interesting because the, with the pipe tobacco, I get like this really, like I want to say a stone fruit sweetness, but it's like a little bit more intense than that. I don't know what the proper verbiage would be for that, but it's like a more pronounced fruity flavor. Yeah. But then that, to me, it kind of, like, so after you get that initial sweetness from the fruit, it transitions into like this barbecue sauce sweetness. Mm. It's, it's weird. And then the finish is kind of like this nice like hickory smoke type flavor mm. and then with the wine it's it's almost kind of doing what i do with the cigar like again it kind of drives off your palate and then that hickory flavor that i'm getting in the pipe tobacco i think is more pronounced than without the wine because you get that like kind of that subtle woody note from the wine that just kind of mm -hmm. lingers on your palate through the tobacco so there's a savory okay. note to that yeah. so it's a deep mm -hmm. fruit with a, yeah. a, mm -hmm. like a nice sweet savory, bread yeah. savory umami um the hickory uh wonderful rich spice on the retro hill oh yeah i actually really, barbecue is really nice. the perfect i was trying to like put my yes. finger on it and barbecues pat nailed perfect. it with that yeah yeah so but the, the red wine kind of brings out a little bit more of the sweet bready notes to me yeah it cools off the the retro hill the, the the spice in the retro hill so it's the nice subtle spice now um really good though mm -hmm. i think it's fantastic yeah mm -hmm. yeah very very nice Concurring. 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 <laughs> it works, Dave. It works. It works. <laughs> Give it to Dave. He likes everything. It works. <laughs> it works. <clears throat> well, let me let me ask you all a question. On a scale of one to ten. Yes. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how romantic would you say you are? Three. With one being <laughs> not at all, and ten being I'm the most romantic person on the face of the earth. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Talia. Three or four. Mm. Three or four. Three really? Or four. Mm -hmm. It's because like it's not your jam. I I like authenticity. <laughs> I, okay. I I like authenticity. I like authenticity. I don't Therefore, like, I'm not romantic. I don't like over the top. I don't like romance for the sake of romance. Like, I like a genuine connection. I like like yeah, stuff is cool, but like I'm all about like again experiences 
it's well experiences can be romantic they can though, be like, but i don't want it to be cheesy i don't yeah. like cheesy I, I feel like i cringe easily well what do you okay what's your definition of ro- of romance that's authenticity <laughs> no well okay <laughs> actually maybe we should ask dan what yeah. he meant by romance maybe yeah, yeah that's right. true that's, that's... like well the fun of the question is that <laughs> to interpretation it, it's exactly interpretation. Yeah. Cool. exactly it's it's you know, it, in other words, you know, would you describe your on this on the romantic scale? You know, how romantic would you say you are? And I'm going to leave it at that. And mm-hmm. let you de- and if there's nuances, or like maybe in Dave's case, complete divergences from what other people think romance is, then we'll we'll bring those out. I'm offended. Okay. Well, actually, like. <laughs> So I love love. Like whenever my friends are like, oh, I'm, love, I'm, love. I'm seeing a new person. I'm like, I'm super excited. Like I'm like, oh man, that's that's cute. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. But. But. I it, sense it a all, but. After yeah. the first month, it just kind of dies just, out. Well, no, it goes back to the authenticity. It's like, it's like, are they, are they like, I don't Putting know. Putting it on for show. No, I get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. it commercialized? Romance romance I don't like sake. commercialized yeah. and like, okay. oh, you you have an obligation to do this so it mm-hmm. looks like it's a romantic gesture. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people. So, but what, I don't know if you're, to me, it sounds like you're saying I'm a I would be really big on the romantic scale if it was authentic. Yeah. I mean, saying that you want authentic things doesn't really say where you are on the romantic scale. It just says you prefer authentic moments. Yeah. So if, you know, in the best of all possible worlds, if you could get that authentic thing, how how romantic would you say you are? So this is probably not going to answer your question. <laughs> but I'm going to answer it. it. Yeah, this it, is a, it depends. Answer okay, so a typical here's, psychology so student. Here's, here's an example. It depends on Tell the authenticity. It depends on the authenticity. I think so you're misinterpreting the question. So for example, mm. so say like you have someone and like they're mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing someone and um, – like it's newer and I don't really know how to how to um like express how I'm feeling so I think I'm just gonna you know get them a big teddy bear and like take them here or like those big engagements where people like go to like the Bellagio and mm-hmm. like all that stuff and that's that's gross if you're doing it for the show but yeah. if someone is genuinely trying to project how much they care for someone I think that's a beautiful thing Okay, I'm gonna so put your number up way higher. Yeah, so I would say yes, I'm more on the like six or seven if it's authentic, but if it's cheesy just for being cheesy, I want nothing like I think it's what I find interesting is the psychology of this. And what I mean is when I'm thinking about uh, like how romantic am I, it means what I'm doing. What I hear from you is what you receive. Mm-hmm. That's very insightful. That's, oh, very insightful. Very Dave. insightful there. Yeah. So now that you can't debate the question. So for me, I think like the most romantic thing I did is I was out shopping with my girlfriend at the time and we were looking at uh we were at the mall, she was looking at she's looking at stuff and she really she was really obsessed with like lime green things and she found a pair of <laughs> 
lime green Chuck all stars. And she was like, Oh my God, those are awesome. But she didn't have the money and she's like, save them for me and whatever. And then she like went to the bathroom or something. And then I told her friend who worked there, I'm like, this is her size. Put it aside. And I like, you know, I'll come back tomorrow and pay for them. But when she comes back in, you have to tell her that you're sold out and you don't have any. And she did. <laughs> and she was all upset. She was grumpy the whole night. I went there the next day. I bought them. And it wasn't Valentine's Day or anything. And um, <laughs> the next time she was came over. Was it her birthday? No, it wasn't. It was just any other was day. Was it Christmas? No. Was it, was it Thanksgiving? It was, any, it was the middle of the summer. It was the middle of the summer. Was it the 4th of July? July? No. <laughs> So she was she when she opened it was she it was Memorial so excited <laughs> she actually floor tackled me <laughs> and it was like the coolest thing ever I think I actually have it on video somewhere oh that sounds weird you videotaped <laughs> yeah. well, I, I videotaped her reaction and then she like tackled me with like a hug yeah. and I actually fell over it was pretty funny and the camera went everywhere and, and is it on YouTube right now no. no it's not on any other websites on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm pretty romantic. Pat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say I am pretty romantic. I mean, I guess the way that I look at it is like, you know, bringing in like the youthful opinion of it. Um, a lot of the time when you see someone <laughs> date somebody, it's called like the honeymoon phase. Mm. So, you know, it's like the first month or whatever. Like, you know, you have the people like I, I'm kind of comparing it to like my high school relationship because I haven't had a long term relationship since because I'm a loser. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so, well, like, you know, it's, really. it's like the I mean, even in college, you see this stuff, too. So, I mean, someone starts dating and then it's like, oh, it's our week anniversary. And then it's like, oh, it's our month anniversary or two month. And I think that's stupid. But yes. Whatever. So the beginning of a relationship, I think a lot of that romance is kind of um, like you're proving something, you know, like you, it's a new thing and it's. It's how good I could be. Well, yeah, it, it's just like you, you feel like you need to try really hard. And then I think when it comes to the romance thing, like I guess the example that I'll mention is in high school, like, you know, the thing was Dunkin Donuts coffee. So I would always get a Dunk's coffee or hot cocoa for my girlfriend and I dated her for three years and I would always do it the first, like, I'd say four months. And then finally, I stopped doing it. But then talking to her, I would know if she's having a bad day or something. And then that's when I would do it. So I think it's more of like that genuine, you understand the person and know how they feel. And then you know how to react how they feel. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wasn't a guy that, you know, had a violin and would go outside of her window and sing or anything like that. But, you know, when she really needed something, that's kind of... You wouldn't hold up the radio. Pat said exactly <laughs> what I was trying to say with all the right words. <laughs> Paul? Yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm very romantic. I'd probably put myself at an eight. An eight? Yeah. Ooh, an eight. eight. It's a, again, it, it's... You know, we've been together for, for a long Stone time. Stone face Paul is yeah. eight. Yeah. <laughs> Rose petal on the bed's eight. <laughs> Come on, that's, listen to that, that voice. Could, well, that that's could, a romantic. All right, voice. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's just it's a it's a. Let's snuggle down and watch the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Maybe not Boba Fett. That, that'd be more like vain. ancient aliens. <laughs> I think it's just it's a daily it's a it's something that you try to find. You know, something to help them out during the day, and, and it's just without them asking or or maybe finding ways to make their life easier. Um, and 
uh, you don't have to go over the top and, and you know, as, as Bree said, be cheesy, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's just finding little things, you know, in your everyday life to, to show that you love them, you know, whether it's, you know, Hey, can I help you with this? Can I, you know, maybe, you know, clean up you, you make, you're cooking me dinner. Let me, let me do the cleaning or let me, let me, uh, you know, uh, bring a coffee to you without you asking for it. The little, little things, little you know, things. Mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. big things, absolutely. But the little things count. And yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's true. Everyday... That's truly what I think, um, mm-hmm. makes someone more romantic is just the little things that don't come up once a year, you know, or, mm-hmm. or on their birthday or whatever, you know, those yeah. things are, are for granted. Yes. You're going to do, you're going to do things on those days, but in during the rest of the year, it's the little things that count. Well, it's like Valentine's day. If you get a gift, it's, Kind of because you're expected to, yeah, or you have to, right? Or, you know, but it's, it's but meeting it's, an expectation. It's like Christmas. You get somebody a gift that Christmas. you love. Like if I don't get my girl something for Christmas, I'm like the the Grinch father, you know, because it's expected. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's if you if you get a gift on just some random day, right? Then it's a special thing. Well, so because there's thing... no there's no perceived obligation for it. Yeah, that kind of brings up a like a different point though so like mm-hmm. back to your original question yes perceiving romanticism so all <laughs> of us have provided examples that specifically pertain to one particular person that we've deemed special enough to be with in our life mm-hmm. there's we we haven't considered you know like single folks so for example i know some people who you know they're single and they just want someone they're like they they dream of that like romantic lifestyle. They dream of like oh I I want someone to like spoil someone, and adorn and that they're very romantic. They're hopeless. What you call hopeless romantics. Mm-hmm. But then there's people where they only become that way if they're with the right person. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it's like I almost rate myself that low because that's the case. It's like it's you only become <laughs> romantic if you if you find the right person to be romantic with. Well, and like you said about perception when he um, said like how he which yeah, year are we talking you. about? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Like how romantic <laughs> are you, right? You guys have all been kind of well, not like it started out as gifts and presents and things like that. That's not where my mind went at all. Like my mind went like how lovey-dovey are you? Like how open mm-hmm. about like yeah. How much you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we don't f- go out and like flaunt how you know we're, we're like poking at each other like hey you know we're, we're like goofy about our love like mm-hmm. so i said three not thinking about like all the things that we do for each other but thinking about like how like out there are you with your love like how do you project it PA. out mm-hmm. yeah, yeah kind of that <laughs> so like i mean look at what i got him for valentine's day you know what like that's me so if you think like buying something cute and funny is romantic like okay cool but like i didn't think my gift was romantic so that's again the perception so that's where i was like okay i'm not really romantic because i got him a joke gift for valentine's day but if little things are what you perceive as romantic like just doing things Mm -hmm. like i cook dinner almost every night kind of a thing you know so that's just you being a good person yeah yeah that's me being Greek and having to feed everyone. Yeah, that's her being Greek. <laughs> and anyone who comes in, I'm like, God, you should have seen how much food I cooked yesterday. It was just the two of us and my cousin. I cooked a feast. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. But yeah, so the perception of romance, I think, is huge for that question. Mm-hmm. How are you then, and maybe this question goes to everyone, how are you with public displays of affection? P. 
PDA. Well, we PDAs. see a lot of it at the 724 Lounge. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you, Bree, Natalia, <laughs> yes. and Pat, and Dave, and yep. Dan. How, we, how are you with PDAs? Not, yeah, like we're Dave? not big on it. It depends yeah. with it depends on the person, really. You know. Depends on how much alcohol I've had to drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, that definitely has a play in it. But no, yeah, I mean, I don't, I would, I would never be like French kissing someone. Not in public. French yeah. kissing, but you know, you're holding them, you know, maybe putting your arm around them, maybe give them a kiss or a hug, whatever, mm -hmm. and, and not, you know, showing that you, you know, you care and you love them. I mean, yeah, I think that's normal. I don't, I don't know, I don't. It's not like you have to. No, hold not, on not, to each no, other. You, no, know? you know what I mean. You know. So, so I mean, because there's acceptable levels of PDA. Yeah, and then not over the top, yeah. but you know. Like if you were out with your significant other, would people be able to tell you were a couple, or would they think yeah. you were mm -hmm. just hanging out? I would yeah. think so. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His responses are either long yep. and awesomely yep. deep, or it's just yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. Have Perfect. you been spending Which more time with Kurt? Different. <laughs> Nothing past first base. We only hit singles in public. But first base is fun. Bree. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, as a bartender, like we we've, we've seen some. Yeah, you've seen a lot. We've seen some roped. I I don't like the couples that when they start drinking, yeah. they start. Yep. You know, third basing it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's over the top. Like, it's, yeah, I'm not going to, I'll leave it there. What about second yeah. base? So, yeah. Valid point. <laughs> I, I mean, there's two seats, sit in both seats. Don't sit in one seat. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, holding hands, like a kiss here and there, like, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, yeah I agree like, with that. On. I need my space. Hold yeah. on, making yeah. out. Yeah, or, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Sitting you. on the same side of the booth, too. Ugh. Out. Weird. And, like, a restaurant. You sit on the same side of the booth and leave the other side empty? No. Yeah, that's, that's weird. weird. If you're alone? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree if you're with that. Alone? But no, yeah, I mean, well... Well, alone as a couple, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Sitting the other side is empty. That's just because, yeah. Well, actually, so one time my boyfriend moved to the same side of the booth as me because he said I talked too quiet. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to have that problem with me. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, can you speak up? <laughs> Every time Bree talks, he's whispering. Like, yeah. he has something <laughs> secretive to tell you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. People drinking get louder, people drinking get quieter. It's one or the other. It's wicked funny. <laughs> and then there's Bree. <laughs> just quiet. I'm just quiet. Just quiet. Except for the podcast. Mm. <laughs> so let's, let's uh, spice up the question here a little bit. Mm. You know, we've talked about how romantic you know we all are and everything and now and, and this has kind of come up you know what's what's your love language and by that i mean most people like to receive love in a particular kind of way you know with my wife it's acts of service do things for me you know if you know, the quickest way to her heart is for me to do the dishes or clean or something. You know, if I if I do something, that really says I love you to her. More so than giving her a gift. More so than spending time with her or telling her that I love her or, you know, 
you know, giving her a hug and being, you know, putting my arm around her. I love you, honey. Yeah. She would much rather me do the dishes. <laughs> and that's that's her thing. But for other people, like my daughter, Ray, her thing is gifts. She likes to be given gifts. And that's that's really how she's, you know, uh, you, you get the I love you's from her. For other people, it's quality time. You need that quality time with people. It doesn't really matter what, you know, is it here or there, what you're doing, as long as it's that, you know, you know, like I think what you were saying, Bree, it's it's not flippant, it's not casual or, or over the but you, you want real legitimate relationship with people. You want, and that takes that the t when somebody takes the time to do that with you, that that's really how some people receive love. Other people need to be told. You know, they need to be told all the time or they need affirmed all the time. And and, and they literally do. That's that's like how, you know, you can I could, um, you know, wash the dishes for that person. And they'd never know if I never said it. And then um, some people, it's really it really is the physical touch of hugging or kissing or holding or whatever. Other more intimate things we might or might not talk about here but what's what if you were going to be shown love by somebody how would you like it of those five things um well i guess for me it's kind of i guess the quality time like being present mm -hmm. um being being there so you know he wakes up really early so he goes to bed kind of early so we have like this limited amount of time to hang out <laughs> um but like i said i i cook i i like to cook i like to clean a certain way i'm very particular it's the greek in me like i need to get out of my kitchen like don't touch my clothes like don't it's touch control. my dishes yeah <laughs> i guess it's control so um <laughs> i'm just like you don't need to help but if i'm cooking dinner <laughs> if i'm cooking dinner i don't want him just like sitting on the couch playing on his phone watching tv mm. you know he comes up and sits at the bar like breakfast bar and talks to me while I'm cooking and we like hang out. Mm -hmm. So I guess that like present, like being, yeah. being there, yeah. Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So that quality time. Yeah. So that's, I guess that would be for me. Because <laughs> I'm too controlling. Yeah, it, it's, 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 <laughs> I'm all about the physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> that too, Dan. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> Bree? <laughs> Listen to the sweet, dulcet tones of my voice. I am Pablo Maduro. It's doing things. <laughs> doing it well. Yes. Thanks, babe. It's doing things and doing it well. <laughs> it's doing things with them. It's, it's, it's like, like Talia said, it's being present. Mm -hmm. It's being there with them. It's having a conversation with them. It's asking, you know, how did your day go? Good. How was yours? Let's talk about what, what went on today. Um, just the little things too. I mean, but it's it's spending the time with them, and truly being with them. Mm -hmm. You know, we can just hang out and be in the same room. We can, you know, she'll tell about maybe some of the funny things that went on in her day, and I'll talk about mine, and we'll laugh and all that, and uh, oh, you know, we'll watch a program and we'll comment about certain things. It's just spending the time with them. That's mm -hmm. to me. That's 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 love. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. one of the things. Three. 
Uh, I'm so for the most part, I'm gonna have to agree with them. It, and I think like a deeper level of that too, like quality time, but also communication. So like, oh, yeah. you know, communicating like when they're telling you like deeper things about like what's going on with them, and you guys are having like deep conversations, whether it's about like the world or about yourselves. So yeah, quality time and communication, um, on like a romantic level. And then on both a platonic and romantic level, I think, like, one of the sweetest things is on the gift level where, like, someone is like, oh, I I picked up this little thing and it made me think of you. I think that's the sweetest thing yeah. ever. Mm -hmm. Like, someone's like, oh, like, you know, here's this little thing. It's it's It seems, like, really inconsequential, but it's just, like sweet that they were thinking of you mm -hmm. oh my god you, you brought know. me a breakfast sandwich on a yeah, croissant the other like day that. and i was like this is the best thing ever like, <laughs> exactly. like hey i got you yeah, a hot dog <laughs> made my day like <laughs> in the words of blink 182 all the small things there, there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see how we worked that in there blink 182 on <laughs> <laughs> not just little small. Yeah. <laughs> pat sex. are you old enough <laughs> <laughs> sex <laughs> That's going on the soundboard. <laughs> so Pat's still waiting for love. Um, is that was that a joke answer? No, it's a or joke. Yeah. No. Uh -huh. it, um, I don't know. I think it's like when someone takes he a kind thinks of thinks thou dost protest too much. Really bringing Jesus into this room? <laughs> no, that was Shakespeare. Oh, <laughs> uh, tell by um, the doth. All right. Well. Anyway, um, I think it's when, like, you know, uh, someone takes <laughs> when someone takes accountability for someone else's well-being. So it's kind of summarizing what briefly what Paul said, I think. But um, I don't know, someone that like understands you enough and can tell when you're not feeling the right way, and they just kind of know how to make you happy. I think that's kind of the the big thing for me. So that would kind of be a, a cross between quality time and affirmation. Well, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Communication. Yeah. Dave? Physical. Let's get physical. physical. Did we expect anything different? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> we now return you to our regularly scheduled program already in progress. <clears throat> well, one of the things that is interesting to me is that all of us with the exception of dave <laughs> which you know really have that that uh quality time and uh, as being a real center point of how we experience things and i think that's interesting as a cigar and a pipe smoker because when you're doing that you're you are taking quality time for yourself and you when when you find somebody that you can do that with, I think that really, it fits into the kind of personality profile that somebody who enjoys a cigar or a pipe likes to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, or, that's some yeah. of the best times we have is just taking walks with a cigar and a little thermos of whiskey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I wonder <laughs> if I wonder if a lot of cigar and pipe guys out there would say that quality time is what they value the most because obviously taking the time for a cigar or a pipe is for yourself 
taking quality time. Showing yourself that you love yourself by taking mm -hmm. time for yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's anything to that? Or was this, was this no. yeah, little absolutely. thing here just kind of, I'm really interested in Bree's answer because, you know, she's a psychological student. <laughs> well, so rephrase <laughs> the question. So say it again. For the most part, is that we have six people on the panel. Mm -hmm. Five of them said that, it, which would include myself, that quality time was really their how they like to experience love from mm -hmm. somebody else and i find that interesting because taking time for a cigar or a pipe is taking quality time mm -hmm. for yourself and when you're able to and so to me thinking that that would carry over into another relationship or if somebody were able to have that relationship with you where they would also enjoy that cigar, that pipe, that 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 says something about cigar smokers. Are, are do mm -hmm. most of us? Or I wonder how many people would it stay? Would it stay like that? Would it be like four or five out of six had that same kind of bent? Yeah, I mean, well, like I think at the base level, like it does boil down to that. I mean, obviously, like, they, they always say, you know, if you're going to love someone else, you have to love yourself first. That's, mm -hmm. like, one aspect of it. Right. Um, but, yeah, t I think typically, um, like, the difference with cigar and pipe smokers versus, say, no, not to crap on, like, exclusively cigarette smokers, but people who enjoy, like, cigars and pipes and craft cocktails mm -hmm. and, you know, that lifestyle mm -hmm. do tend to enjoy like the finer things in life. So mm -hmm. enjoying the finer things in life takes time. You know, you're not smoking it for like a need. You're not smoking right. it for a habit. You're smoking it because it helps you unwind and relax. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're spending quality time with yourself or with other people doing that, it's exactly the same as spending quality time with a significant other like unwind you're unwinding right. and relaxing it's pretty much like your form of like decompressing so it in a way it is like the same exact type of um activity you know you're doing something that's in like increasing your dopamine <clears throat> level you're releasing serotonin it's something that's bringing you joy bringing you relaxation Woo! you're easing into yourself <laughs> Uh, so, I, uh, so yes in yeah. short very good now mm -hmm. to your point you know we have something i found out about today uh today is also quirky alone day dave have you ever have you ever yes it's dave's favorite holiday yeah yeah um, it is yeah quirky alone day uh, quirky alone day <laughs> that's an actual thing and it's been going on since 2003 so almost 20 years this has been going on, and um, uh, here's here's a little article about this that I found. February fourteenth is, is Quirky Alone Day. You might think that it means Valentine. The fourteenth means Valentine's Day, and you would be right. But it's also International Quirky Alone Day, a holiday that got its start in two thousand three and has spread with parties in over forty cities around the world. Uh, IQD. International Quirky Alone Day, is not anti-Valentine's. It just happens to fall on the same day. It's a reminder to celebrate yourself whether you are in a relationship or not. Mm -hmm. 
and it is a day to uh, celebrate the indomitable, hilarious, proud spirit of the quirky alone. The quirky alone, which is actually in the dictionary now, is a person who enjoys being single but is not opposed to being in a relationship and prefers being single to dating for the sake of dating. Quirky alone is not anti-love, it's pro-love. It's not anti-dating, it's an anti-compulsory dating. In other words, people who feel like they have to date or they have to That's be in a relationship. That's what I was saying earlier. Right, it is. A quirky alone can be a man or a woman, gay or straight, teenager, elderly. It's a mindset that you can come out of the womb with and discover later in life. It's a celebration of romance, freedom, and individuality, and it celebrates true romance as opposed to the fake versions presented to us in reality dating shows. Independence, creativity, friendship, all kinds of love, including love for yourself. So what makes it quirky? I have no idea. <laughs> it's the, the word. It's, it's a one word. word. Quirky alone is one word. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not like you're quirky but alone it's it's quirky alone. and somebody actually coined the term and it's now in the dictionary hmm. but i'd never heard of this day until uh, today me, me either looking, yeah. looking at valentine's yeah, day and you know valentine's day, again is weird you know saint valentine who this holiday was named after was a uh you know priest you know a father who lived in the third century and the the roman emperor of the time didn't want men in his military to get married and this guy valentine thought that was a bad idea and thought that it actually boosted morale for fighters if you had somebody to get back home to so he would secretly marry people and the emperor found out about it and had him executed and that's that's why we celebrate Val that, valentine's and, and day massacre. that that became that became valentine's day the day he died and you know what his you know his, his color the color of saint valentine is blue it's not even red <laughs> it's blue it's like where does all this stuff come from but it's you know it red cells blood <laughs> blood of the martyrs <laughs> yep yep so we have this whole quirky alone thing that that kind of, you know, to your to your point, Bree is I guess trying to get back to the, the real essence of romance and not the, the made up thirty minute sitcom version of romance that we see on TV, and and that maybe leads leads to something. I know people who are addicted to watching The Bachelor Ugh. or The Bachelorette. Ugh. I can't for the life of me even bring myself to watch those shows for one that. minute. I, I I can't believe anybody would want to be a contestant <laughs> I find on it one comical. of those shows. It's it's just like to me it's like demeaning yourself. I can't I can't understand the the attraction of wanting to be competing for said bachelor or bachelorette you just want to be well it's TV. like it's not even that but it's like the whoever like the bachelor or bachelorette is in the show yeah he says the same thing to every single <laughs> girl <laughs> like you're my one true love like five minutes later next girl you're my one true love and i i hate that show i cannot stand it but you've watched it. Uh, but you have to know. By fourth. Two regrets in life. Watching The Bachelorette <laughs> and then Magic Mike. <laughs> 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 so 
not worth it. What what oh is God. magic mike? <laughs> you know what that is? What? No, really? I don't know what magic mike is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not saying I'm, it. it's yeah. a movie about male strippers. It's got no story. Isn't, isn't it's that just isn't, male what's, strippers? What's, what's the uh, main character's name? Though? Oh, magic he's, mike. Yeah. No, the actor. Is it Shannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Isn't it based on his life? Or his oh. beginning life, I think. Isn't that right? I don't know. I, I believe that if, if that's the case. It, that's he was. I think he was a male stripper. Now here's here's. I don't know. This I leads so. to the next obvious me. question. Oh, Pat, I heard. how did you get forced into watching a I mean, movie a about a male stripper? For him to just be doing <laughs> this for a movie. <laughs> That's what love is, Darren. <laughs> well, Why would you want to watch it with romance. you? You don't want to watch that with your man. It was. <laughs> I I don't know. Everyone was doing it. <laughs> hey, this is a judgment free zone. Hey. Yeah. Who's doing it? Everyone in Everybody's my doing group. it. Everyone in my Who's friend group. That came out, I think, um, sophomore year when I was in high school. It was probably like 2014, 2013. And that's what everyone was doing. So that's, that was it. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. And that was before I drank, obviously. So it was a miserable time. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is in that movie. Oh, that's that's another oh, right. You could not force me to watch it. Yeah, no, no. So is Fluffy. Fluffy. I, I, what? I'm getting the reference. Comedian. The big, fluffy Puerto Rican. Dave, comedian. what I'm hearing is that you watched this and you actually no, I actually a lot of I, don't, I don't. I didn't. Fluffy I didn't see was it. In however, it. But Fluffy, I saw. I saw he's a comedian, and I saw his special, and he had a special where he talked about his part in the movie. And that's the as far as I've come to seeing the movie. I've never mm -hmm. actually seen the movie. And uh, that that I recommend you guys watch. Has anyone it's else? Hilarious. Has anyone else ever seen Magic Mike? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I saw it with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with yeah. her. With Nicole. With her. With Nicole. With Nicole. <laughs> not, I'm yeah. not the only yeah. one. See? Yeah. Why did you watch it, Paul? Because she asked me to watch it with her. Yeah, well, welcome to and it. That's love. Yep, there you go. Dan. You're doing things that you, maybe you don't Sacrifice. want. You're living you're doing a lie, because Dan. You love. You're living in a lie, Dan. Uh, you don't love your wife unless you watch my. And movies. I will say that Matthew McConaughey's greatest role was Dazed and Confused. After that, his career, to me, went. Oh, I agree. <laughs> wow. When he was a nobody. When he was just a creep hitting on high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Little change they in his bucket. Keep the thing you made. Magic <laughs> Mike and the Bachelor. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Part is, so I, due to the extra special content of the show, I have skipped the uh, Pastor Padron's confessions. <laughs> I'll save that for next week. But uh, the, would you rather the Would you rather for tonight? Would you rather have the cigar pairing or the pipe pairing again? Mm, damn. <laughs> I think the pipe. Yeah. I actually like the cigar pairing. I really, really. Did. I like I, the I, cigar pairing too. I thought I, they were both really. Good. I thought this, the pipe was good, but I think the cigar just it was it it, it brought out a lot more of the uh, sweet, uh, uh, sweet. I'll call it, call it like a nice earthy sweet, uh, bready notes to me in that in that cigar. Really creamy sweet, and uh, it kind of just changed the complexity and made it really, really uh, a flavorful experience. Three. So, I will say the cigar pairing was way more unique and and completely. I I was impressed with it. However, based solely on like 
my personality as a smoker. Um, if I'm having a glass of wine, I think I'd rather be smoking a pipe just because mm -hmm. I feel like wine, like what I noticed with the cigar pairing is that like in order to get that extraordinary experience, I almost needed to do, you know, like a few puffs of the cigar and then like a sip of the wine. And I feel like, um, with pipe smoking, you can kind of like take it as you go. Um, I feel like the pipe tobacco and the wine were almost like made for each other. You know, like they, they just went really well together, very complimentary. And um, the cigar pairing was contrasting, but extremely enjoyable. But I feel like if I were in a setting where I was just wanting to like kick back, not think about like what I was smoking and drinking and just enjoy, I would do the pipe again, just because um, the nature of the pipe is that you're not, you know, yeah, you have to relight, but you're not really thinking about it too much. You go with your palate and you go with what you're right. feeling. If you feel like taking a puff of the pipe, you take a puff of the pipe, take a sip of the wine, and it's extremely enjoyable. So that was just, it was more of like um, a matter of like the experience rather than the actual profile, because both of the profiles were ex like very impressive. Agreed. Agreed. Yes, because I think I actually I said I like the pipe better just because of exactly what she said. Mm -hmm. Just wine and the the pipe just went better with the drinking of the wine. Yeah, as mm -hmm. the experience. Meanwhile, if I think of like flavor profiles for both, maybe the cigar like just edged the pipe out a little bit mm -hmm. for me. But I'm I'm not used to drinking wine with cigars, so mm -hmm. I I think the wine and the cigar as an experience yep. went together a little bit better for me. Mm -hmm. Pat? So I'm with Paul for like a little bit different reasons. So I think the cigar pairing was definitely like, like I said, it was interesting because it was like very complimentary, but it was still contrasting. Like the, the texture and kind of like the palette feel was very contrasting, but like I think the finishes were very complimentary, but with the pipe, I mean, all I can think about, cause I, I love this pipe tobacco. I'm, I'm, this is probably one of my top three right now. Just, I love it, but it's like, all I can think about with this pairing is like how like a nice like slightly peated scotch would go with it. The wine didn't really take away from it, but I think it didn't really enhance too many flavors. So the cigar, the, the wine didn't take away from it either, but it kind of gave me more of that very subtle kind of oak wood flavor you get out of, out of the Colorado Oscuro. So just by like a little bit, I'd say the cigar, but okay. I mean, the pipe pairing was still fine. But Dave? Um, for me, I'm definitely going to go with the, the pipe tobacco and the wine. Uh, I love Virginia's. I love the fruitiness. And, uh, so that's, you know, just more to my palate was, uh, was the pipe pairing. The, uh, the cigar and the, and the, uh, the wine was good, but I, I'm not like earth and wood is not what I look for in a cigar. It's not, you know, uh, I'd rather have like, you know, baking spice or, or cedar or uh you know some kind of if we're talking wood maybe more towards the hickory uh but uh you know the uh i wouldn't i don't normally smoke lfd just because they're not really in my flavor profile so uh i enjoyed the pipe a lot more okay um i would i would go with the pipe too but almost the 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 reasons that Pat didn't like it were why I would give it the the nod for me. I like the fact that it didn't take anything away from 
that I enjoyed mm-hmm. about the pipe tobacco. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoy about the Oscuro is that citrusy kind of zing that it has um, when you're smoking it on its own. And the wine killed that. And that's one of the things I look forward to in that cigar. Uh, and because that totally took that away, I'm enjoying the the pipe tobacco a little mm-hmm. bit more. I'm seeing it more as a complimentary thing. That said, what it did to the cigar was very, very nice and and brought out things in the cigar that you would never pick up really mm-hmm. on its own. Uh, that super sweet, almost caramel-like f- finish yep. um, that it had when we were doing the pairing. Uh, certainly, I, I never had it. I ha- it was a smooth, creamy, kind of cedary, woody, spicy finish with a cigar just by itself. You have it with the wine, and all of a sudden, you get, you're getting this caramely kind of real long finish on it. And that was really great. Yep. But because it was missing some things that I liked about the cigar, I, I'm going to pick the pipe tobacco. But I thought they were both really good. Yep. And I think, you know, this is proof positive, too, that, that uh, again, wine is something that you can legitimately pair with pipes and cigars. And it may be more difficult to pair wine with a cigar um, for reasons that we've talked about, you know, that, you know, depending on the, the, how dry the wine is or how vinegary the wine is, you may have to really work to find a cigar that goes well with that, but you can do it. And it's a very rewarding um, thing when you do. So I'm glad we did that. Um, Next week. Uh, on Not Just Blowing Smoke. We are going to do another very different kind of show. Uh, we have some new people working with us at Twins, and we're going to have them all on the show. We're going to have uh, Nick White and uh, Cheyenne Clifton and uh, also Shell Henderson. Yep. And we're going to introduce them to you. And while we do that, we're going to follow along. They have to... They have to go along with the whole show. So we're doing the uh, Fiat Lux Intuitions uh, cigar, and we're going to be smoking fourth generation's 1897 pipe tobacco, which is a really nice Virginia uh, finish with a little bit of honey. And that's going to be really, really tasty too. So you're not going to want to miss next week. Meet these new guys. It's going to be a fun show. I'm sure there'll be some grilling. I'm sure there'll be some hazing. <laughs> Friendly hazing. Hazel grills. Yes. Uh, but thank you for being with us tonight. And thank you, Talia, for being on, for bringing the wine. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And mm-hmm. thank you, Bree, for, for thank you, Bree. being on the show. And I'm really, I was really glad. Saturday, I didn't know whether you were just, oh, I want to be on the show. <laughs> and then when you texted me today, I was like, oh, she's really serious. This is good. <laughs> we always love having you on the show. You can be on whenever. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, okay. She's fun. good for another five fun. months. <laughs> <laughs> See you after the summer. <laughs> five months later. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. The podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at 
Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.